members of the PHFFL. What is up? Commissioner Conlin here, coming from Tuck's Pub on the first ever episode of the Race to Three podcast. So here's the deal with the podcast. So this is why we're doing this. So, you know, I was uh, sitting around the other week and pondering with some of the fellow league members. You know, everyone just kept telling me how they just have this this burning desire and hunger for more PHFFL content that they that they just can't find anywhere. You know, ESPN's not covering it. Fox Sports is not covering it. Um, and any of the huge media outlets, they're, they're just not covering the Powerhouse Fans Football League. It's a shame. But, you know, I, I thought to myself, as a good commissioner, what can I do to feed that hunger of my owners? And here we are. That's what we're going to do, a weekly podcast. So let's put an asterisk on the weekly. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll put this thing out. We'll put it on the lines. We'll put it out in the ether, see how it's consumed. And as long as ratings just don't completely tank week one, which, uh, you know, it could happen. But I'm feeling good, feeling good about the content. As long as ratings don't tank week one, I'll be coming at you once a week, giving you everything you need to know about the Powerhouse Fans Football League. That way you can feed that hunger. Uh, but before we get into any of anything, I cracked cold one here. Going to be doing a lot of talking. Got to wet the whistle. Ah, the bush. So good when it hits the lips. All right. So first things first, we're, we're going to start the podcast out on a high note. The season is one week away. This is getting recorded on a Wednesday night, but I'm shooting out to you guys on a Thursday. So a week from the day, we'll be a couple hours away, probably cracking another cold one just like this, just sitting around, waiting, looking at NBC, or at least I'm assuming the first game's on NBC, watching a little Patrick Mahomes, Sean Watson showdown. So uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's an OBJYN versus East Brown and Down quarterback showdown coming to you week one. I don't know about you guys, but I'm jazzed up about it. Um, so going from a high note down to a bit of a buzzkill. So I mean, we're about two minutes and 30 seconds in recording this show. So I'm going to get some housekeeping notes out of the way before I lose all the listeners. Um, one housekeeping note, only one, uh, those payments, league dues. It's that time of year. Yeah, we're pumped. It's one week away. That also means we need to, you know, we need to go put the, the cash out of your pocket putting the little old powerhouse fans Bowl league piggy bank for a little while. So let it collect some interest and you know, half of you guys are going to get that money back and then some. So if you haven't done so yet, you're probably listening to this on your phone. Just swipe your little thumbs around, find that Venmo app, click on it. Send me that $60 or 50, 50 if you're in the championship last year, 60 for the rest of your bums. And just send me that $60 to at TCON 1103. All right, housekeeping items out of the way. It's time to jump in to the meat of tonight's show. And as always, the meat of tonight's show is brought to you by brought to you by none other than TNT Barbecue. Look, if you haven't had TNT Barbecue, you gotta try it. The bones fall off the fall off the rib, melt in your mouth brisket, and amazing award-winning pork loin and beans. I tell you what, this ain't no RGQ barbecue. This is TNT barbecue. Our meat is dynamite. All right, so let's see what old TNT barbecue has on the platter for tonight. Let's take a look. Ooh, it is looking good. So I was thinking for first episode, a great place to start would be a power ranking slash final projection preseason show. So these are not going to be my personal projections or preseason rankings. But what I'm going to do here is I'm going to hop over to the ESPN app. Um, many of you guys, I'm sure, have already seen that the ESPN app provides a their projection of where they think the league gear standings are going to end up. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to start from bottom, number 12, all the way to number one. I'm going to go through, look at the ratings, evaluate that team, give you my perceived strength and weakness of that team, some probably other unsolicited opinions on that given team, and just tell you how I feel overall about ESPN's projection. All right, so we're going to hop right into it. Um, actually, pause real quick. Before we hop right into it, I'm going to give you guys the tiered category. I'm going to drop your guys' squads in. So what we're looking at 
I'm going to group you guys all into four tiers. We're either sitting in that paper bag tier, not where you want to be. That's me thinking, hey, you're a basement dweller. High shot. You know, Vegas has got you high odds. You might have to put that dreaded paper bag on your head, your noggins, and the upcoming annual Powerhouse Pants Ball League Nerf Holler game slash flag football. Um, so that's, that's bottom. That's our first tier. Second tier, we're leveling up a little bit. We are in contention that 1.1 at this spot. This is our toilet bowl club. Toilet bowl, you know, you're you're not an elite squad. I think you're good enough. You're going to make some noise and lose your bracket. But if the right things break, you never know. You could be hopping up there. You'd be fighting to be in the money. It could happen. In the money just so happens to be the next tier I have here listed out for. So in the money, I think you're a top six team. You're going to be at least getting 50 bucks back, or you're going to be on the fringe of at least getting 50 bucks back. A few things break this squad's way. Positive, you could you could be a championship contender. Negative, you might be falling down in that toilet bowl arena. Um, final, final tier, best tier, the elite class. These are the ones I see having a real viable shot of being contenders going into the season. All right, so now let's really hop into this thing. We're starting with number 12. The bottom, the basement dweller, ESPN has listed here, Nasties, Nates, Greats, owned and GM'd by none other than the Nathan Pierce. Um, side tangent quick, likely not going to be a kid show, likely not going to be kid friendly. So uh, looking at you guys with kids, Tom, I'm going to call you out. Maybe you're, maybe you're driving that silver out of yours. You got the Race 3 podcast on Bluetooth going through the airwaves. Might not be the best idea to have Duke Ryan shotgun with you. Maybe I'll try to integrate in a little little earmuff type scenario to give you a little uh, heads up on what's coming. But uh, just FYI, offside tangent, back at it. Nasty Nate's great. So let's take a look here. Um, if I'm going to bucket, if I'm going to give this team a strength, I'm going to go ahead and toss the strength, crown the strength on the running backs of, uh, of your squad here, Nate. So, I mean, maybe at first glance, they don't they don't look awesome, but l l let me tee it up for you. First of all, active all offseason. I love it. Both these guys were acquired this offseason. So we'll start out with Jonathan Taylor. So acquired him 1.2 in this uh, most recent rookie draft we had. He might not come out of the gates blazing. You know, this might be Marlon Max job, or he might hang around for a little bit longer than what we want. I honestly believe JT. He's going to win that backfield at some point in time. And when he does, he isn't going to be looking back. So solid offense line there. JT, solid pick. Think you got yourself future RB1. Does he return those dividends this year? Maybe second half out of the gate. Maybe not. Uh, number two, just land him in a trade. Uh, a lot of Iowa State alumni throughout the powerhouse league here. Going to be a fan favorite. David Montgomery. Uh, yeah, we, did, we just heard the growing a couple weeks ago, but – Nothing to worry about there. Reports are he's going to be all right. He'll be back week one, week two, week three at the latest. Um, last year, I think, uh, I mean, he was on my squad last year. So, you know, I can give you a little insights. I think uh, last year was his floor. So, I mean, I think with the amount of work this guy's going to get, um, Dan can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're going to have a uh, leveled up Bears offense. Uh, Bears offense was a little rough last year, leveled up Bears offense line. I think David Montgomery is going to show a little bit more efficiency than he did last year. And then really overall, I mean, this is where I think you'd really surprise some people with what I'm going to say, but the uh, the running back depth at first glance, not hot. I mean, uh, they're not going to win a lot of awards with this running back depth you got here, but I do think it's somewhat sneaky. So I think what you got going here with your running back is uh, essentially just a handcuff strategy you got going here. So uh, Tony Pollard obviously backs up Zeke out there in Dallas. Something happens to Zeke, you got a real, real viable number three halfback all side. Say the same thing about Chase Edmonds. Kenyon Drake, he's a guy down there in Arizona. Kenyon Drake hasn't always been healthy. He gets hurt. Chase Edmonds, insert him. There you go. Chris Thompson, Leonard Fournette, he's out of the picture. I mean, you could potentially have some sneaky PPR play right there. So, uh, in general, I'm going to give your strength to the running back. If I had to take a weakness on the squad, um, I'm definitely going with your wide receivers. So uh, Cooper Cup, some people love him. 
I'm really not a lover, especially if he's going to hold down your number one wide receiver spot. So Cooper Cup, not a wide receiver one. John Brown, not a wide receiver two. Yeah, I get John Brown's got a bit of connection there with Josh Allen, but not loving it. Let's see what you got on the bench there for some wide receivers. All right, all right. Your your your, your bench on the wide receivers, not terrible. Sterling Shepard, he's always kind of been a guy of mine that I've liked. Um, we'll see. We'll see if he can put it together. He's got Danny Dimes throwing the ball to him. Maybe we get a little uptick in the season. Jameson Crowder. Not a lot of miles feet out there in New York. So you got you got a couple of different teams with two New York guys there on you, your depth. Don't mind the depth there, but sticking with it. Sticking with um, – oh, shit, almost glazed over. Nikhil Harry. Um, yeah, I think you drafted him 1.1 a couple years ago. Maybe maybe we get an uptick there. Um, he, he needs to pay dividends on that. So overall, running backs, that's your strength. Wide receivers, weakness. If I'm in a bucket in a category, I'm going to say ESPN's projection number 12. Pretty accurate. I'm going to drop you in the first person in our paper bag tier. All right. Moving on to number 11. Before I do that, two things. Need a drink. I think I need to condense these. This show is going to take a long time if I ramble that much. So I'm going to try to condense this a little bit. Drink break. Hold on. Yeah, that's good. All right. Number 11, surprising. All right, here we go. We've got the runner-up from last year, Dirty Van Super Punters, Nick Lauterbaugh. Uh, so let's let's open up the squad here and see what ESPN's not liking. Uh, starting squad, look, look solid. Got, got question marks on ESPN's projections here, but we'll, we'll, we'll hold that. Hold on here. So let's go, uh, let's go with the strength of the squad. Um, if I'm going to strength the squad, it's pretty hard to not not choose a position group that includes Christian McCaffrey. Um, we all know what he did last year. I anticipate him doing the same this year. Um, him and him alone, I mean, I think he levels up pretty much that whole running back group he got. Uh, Mark Ingram, always underrated. You got him in his flex. Love it. David Johnson. Texans, I mean, they put a lot of draft equity out there. Not even draft equity. They went out and they traded Hopkins to go get him. So, I mean, you'd hope they'd at least feed him rock. Is he going to be the same guy he used to be? No, but you can hold him down as a number two, number three uh, bench. Love me some Rojo. I'm a Buccaneers fan. You know that. And I honestly think this theory turns the corner. Is he going to be a stud? No. Viable fantasy option? Yes. I think TB12 as them Buccaneers find the Canyons often down in the red zone, Rojo is going to punch them in this year. Um, last one I'll highlight, Naeem Hines. I mean, I was going on that JT Marlon Max spiel uh, for Nate's team. Naeem Hines, I mean, sneaky play. We got old man Phillip there. He's going to be checking that rock down. Austin Eckler type receiving numbers coming. I'm not saying Austin Eckler type season, but I think Naeem Hines is going to be catching the rock. Um, if I'm going to go a weakness, um, I'm going to nitpicky here. I'm going to go with that tight end slot. So Rob Gronk, another Buccaneer. Kind of feel bad I'm saying it's weakness, but shiny name, yes. Don't think he's going to have as shiny of a season. I think he's very, very touchdown dependent. what I'm going to say. I don't think he's going to be on the field as much as people may think. Um, like the fact, positive reviews coming out of Austin Hooper with Cleveland. We'll see if uh, Baker Mayfield's not a doopy do uh, poopy diaper this year. Maybe that'll end up being all right with you. I see, I see you got some Irv Smith Jr. in there. Overall, tight end depth there is good. Don't love any of those guys as a starter this year. Um, so I'm going to categorize your team in a bucket. Uh, first of all, not number 11. I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to push you all the way up into that contender category, as in championship contender category. But I'm going to put the squad definitely in the money category. I think you got playoffs in your future. All right, let's hop over to number 10. Who do we got? Ah, the guy with the most creative team name in the whole league, Team Vitzum, uh, owned by none other than Alex Vitzum. Let's open the squad up here. All right, I think uh, first reaction, another underrated squad by the ESPN Projections. Um, if I'm going to give this thing a strength right away, I already know where I'm going. The halfback slot, yes, yet again. I mean, yes, am I suck for halfbacks? Yes, but let me explain. 
Um, two draft darlings from last year on the same squad. Two guys, a lot of hype going this year. Two guys that could easily be number one halfbacks out of this year. One of the guys that feel strong enough that he could be a top five halfback this year. Uh, the guy I feel that strong about, Josh Jacobs. Last year, only thing holding Josh Jacobs back was his receiving game. All reports, all rumblings. Jacobs is going to get the ball thrown his way in the air. John Gruden, he's going to dial it up, find him. Expect the Raiders' offense to be better. Expect Josh Jacobs to be better. Hot season coming in from him. Miles Sanders. Now, he's a guy that's really been getting the hype pumped his way this offseason. Um, you know what? I, I think I think respectfully so. I think he's talent. I think he's a talent. I think they're going to break away from the committee approach that Philadelphia has ran for so long now. I think we're going to see Miles Sanders establish himself as an every down back workhorse that can take care of your squad. Um, let's see what else you got to act. Shit, you got Chris Carson sitting there in your flex of the halfback. Didn't even see him originally. I think Chris Carson's in for a good year. Not as good as those first two, but I think he's going to get the job done. They don't want to free Russ, Russ Wilson, whatever the hell hashtag is going on out there. Still going to be ground and pound there in Seattle. Chris Carson's going to be the feature. Why? Because one of the guys you have on your bench I don't like, Roger Penny, he's not going to be involved this year. Always banged up. Um, last guy I guess I'll highlight real quick, Marlon Mack. I mean, shit, we talked about the other two. Uh, already talked about him a little bit. Talked about the Colts running back. At the end of the day, the guy's going to have a starting halfback job out of the gate, have a presence there. Do think he's going to lose that job eventually, Jonathan Taylor. But, hey, out of the gate, you got viable, viable halfbacks. Um, but let's let's see here. What's your weakness going to be? Um, I mean, I easily could say tight end on this squad, but we just went tight end on the last one, so we're going to shake it up a little bit. Uh, I'll go out there and say that you don't got a true number one wide receiver, so I'm not putting your wide receivers down. Uh, you know, Scary Terry, he, he, I think he's up and coming. Don't really like his quarterback there and Dwayne Haskins out, out in Washington, but end of the day, the guy's a good player. Um, DJ Moore. Like him as well. I mean, he's a former first-round pick. A uh, little suspect about his quarterback and uh, Teddy Two Gloves. Never really been a big fan, but I'm also not a uh, NFL scout, so what the hell do I know? Um, Tyler Boyd, Rock could be there. Overall, I'll say this. Halfback, or your wide receiver depth is there. I see you with Judy there on the bench, Higgins there on the bench, Landry on the bench. You got plenty of wide receiver depth. Wide receivers aren't going to be an issue, but your weakness is no wide receiver one. Um, if I'm going to categorize this, again, like uh, Nick's uh, not number 10. We're not in that paper bag category. Uh, we're not even in the toilet bowl category on this one. But I think this is another one that's firmly sitting right there um, and is going to be playing for the money in one of those six spots to uh, get in the powerhouse playoffs. All right, another little quick whip my whistle session here. Pretty sure I failed of getting these things more condensed, uh, but you'll have that. Try to speed it up here even more. All right, moving on to number nine. We go from uh, the least creative slash worst team name in the league to one of the best. Sinners like me, you know, I like myself, Samaritan Church. Sinners like me, GM'd by none other than Daniel Offridge. Uh, let's open up the squad, take a look. Sitting at number nine, let's see what he's got cooking here. Um, without even, I mean, first glance right away, strength of the squad is going to be wide receiver. So, I mean, you get, you get Tyreek Hill sitting there. I mean, the guy's a dynamic athlete tied to the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now with Patrick Mahomes, big things coming as long as he can, uh, it's not beat up his kids. I guess he'll be all right. Um, Juju Smith Schuster guy, uh, Tale of tale of a couple seasons, right? So, said huge year last year is a big letdown. I'm giving him a hall pass on that. So, no Big Ben. I mean, the other quarterback, the only thing Rudolph is good for is getting his old helmet just slammed into his head. Um, kind of the bright side of barn. Juju, Big Ben back. He's going to be slinging it. Um, I don't think an elite, elite year. But, I mean, I think we're sitting fringe wide receiver one territory with Juju back in the mix like that. Um, your, your, your tight end depth fades a little bit quicker than I anticipated, but, uh, Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he's back there in Philly. Carson Wentz, he, uh, he can throw the deep ball, not afraid to throw the deep ball. 
Tough thing to Sean. I don't think you're ever going to be able to know when he pops. Uh, if I were you, I'd probably be sliding in the old man, old uh, Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, despite what people think, he keeps getting it done. Yeah, there's Hopkins there, a lot of mouths to feed there in Arizona. Larry Legend gets it done. Um, Anthony Miller, that's another one of those guys, historically. Uh, I like him. Uh, I think he came out of Memphis. I like him coming out of Memphis. Um, just don't know Allen Robinson. I mean, he, he's getting the ball number one. Don't know if there's enough balls there to go around and really make him viable, but don't mind you having him sitting there on the bench. So uh, top-heavy squad, but wide receivers, that's that's going to be your strength. Um, your weakness, uh, it's, it slaps you in the face. It's definitely going to be your halfbacks. Um, I do like the strategy. Your halfbacks, um, just going to come out and say it, they're not good, but I do like the fact um, – that you got PPR options in there. So James White, he, he's caught the ball historically. Tariq Cohen, that guy's going to catch the ball. So if nothing else, maybe you don't got the every down ground and pound halfbacks yet. I do see the fact that your first round draft pick Cam Akers is on there. Cam Akers, I think I'm just a sucker for quarter for running backs that come out of Florida State. But I do think Cam Akers will be a solid NFL halfback. But uh, in general, halfbacks, just don't get me excited here. T. Coleman, you never know what could happen in San Fran. Maybe he'll have a nice little year for you. Um, probably too many people in that backfield to be viable. Uh, in general, so yeah, your, your strength's going to be wide receivers, top every wide receivers. Uh, weakness is going to be your halfbacks. I'm going to go ahead and say that your number nine ranking here from ESPN is probably about right. So I, uh, I'm going to put you directly on the fringe of paper bag and toilet bowl contender. So those wide receivers could be strong enough to get you there, but the halfbacks are going to bring the squad down. All right, number eight, moving along. None other than Jerry Kids, one of the founding fathers of the Powerhouse Fantasy Football League. Got to respect the longevity there. Um, Chad Thompson, GM Chad Thompson. Let's open up the squad and take a look. Um, old Fournette's not doing any favors right now. Um, it's we're gonna go different angle than we've gone with anyone else yet so far. You have stupid, stupid, deep quarterback depth from the squad. Um, someone needs a quarterback. Chad, I'm priming the pump for a trade here for you. Come Jerry's kids, come Chad. So starting at that squad. No doubt, guy I shipped your way, Lamar Jackson. Uh, the way you got to look at Lamar, his running game gives you a super, super high floor. He essentially, last year, you had a halfback one and a quarterback one in the same spot. Two people, one spot, can't beat that. Gets kind of crazy, I think. Then who do you back him up with? None other than Aaron Rodgers himself. Been on a decline from a fantasy perspective for whatever reason. They didn't gear him back up with more weapons, so maybe not as hot as the name might be, but still a guy that you know, shit, you could put him in at your starting quarterback slot. Not going to lose any sleep over that. What then blows my mind is you went out and you got yourself some Joe Burrow. Got the future there. Um, I don't know if he's going to be good or not. Sounds like he's going to be good. Joe Burrow's there. You got future quarterback. And shit, you even, I mean, hell, you got four quarterbacks on the squad, Chad. You got Marcus Mariota sitting there. You never know. He could be this year's Ryan Tannehill. Maybe Derek Carr gets out there. Rookin' nickel and diamond it. Gruden says, bitch, I need something a little more explosive. Take a seat. Marcus Mariota comes in. I've never been a huge Marcus Mariota fan. But he, at least again, like Lamar, he has the legs. He comes with a little bit of a floor. So I'm going to go ahead and grant your strength as Quarterback, no doubt in my mind. A lot of quarterbacks. Nice job there. Um, we're going to go with a weakness. Um, I could hit you with your weakness on your halfbacks just because Fournette hasn't found a team yet, but you got Zeke there. Can't do that. Definitely going to be your wide receiver. So Julian Edelman, Edelman, obviously with the GOAT down south, down in the Bay. I'm not sure if Cam Newton, if Edelman and Cam Newton are very complimentary of their skills. So I watched a lot of Cam Newton in my time. Glad he's out, out of the NFC South. Guy's not very accurate. Edelman is going to rely on that. Um, your number two, Sammy Watkins. Love the fact that he's tied Patrick Mahomes' arm. Don't love the fact that he's the third or fourth mouth to fill. Uh, scrolling down here a little bit farther to your bench. 
Cole Beasley. I don't got much of a take on him there. Um, D.D. Westbrook, I don't got a strong opinion, strong take there. Jeffrey's a guy I got some opinions on. Guy, back in the day, he used to be a stud. Back in the better days, good. He has an O next to his name right now, projected for zero points in Washington. Already some scuttlebutt of, is he going to play in September? That's been Alan Jeffrey's jam since circa, I don't know what, let's just go ahead and call it 2015. No one fact-checked me on that. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say the weakness of your squad is your wide receivers. Um, overall, decent-looking squad. Uh, they had you rated here at number eight. I'm going to say once again, ESPN's about right. Um, if we were playing golf, I'd sit you right next to the golf ball where I sat Dan down at, put you on that fringe there. I think this squad could be paper bag territory for the opposite reason of Dan. Um, this wide receiver core could definitely bring you down. The fact that you got Zeke and Lamar Jackson in the floor that those guys provide, though, I think that could get you into contention for the first overall pick this year. All right, scooting right along here. Number seven brings you none other than last year's champion, the OBJYN. So this is when you got to start raising your eyebrows a little bit at uh, what ESPN's got cooking up there. Someone might want to look at that algorithm. Uh, teams open, quick hypothesis. Right now, I think we've seen two squads that I think were at least underrated. Both happened to be in the championship last year. Maybe there's some recency bias there. I don't know. Um, but two things stick out to me. Neither one of them have a defense or kicker currently on their squad. So those spots are drawn blank. Maybe ESPN dinging you for that a little bit. I don't know. But all I know is I don't think number seven's correct. We'll get into it. Strength this team. I think everyone and their mother knows what the strength of the squad is. It's going to be your wide receivers. They don't strike me as being the, like, the elite elite studs as they once did to me. But from top to bottom, super, super solid squad, a lot of potential. OBJ, he's kind of highlighting that fact of the super studs I used to think they were. Um, he hasn't been himself for quite a while. I mean, it's been a long time since he had that catch in New York. but. I do still think he's good. Again, if Baker Mayfield's not a poopy diaper, that'll help him out quite a bit. Keenan Allen, just like Mark Ingram, I said earlier, always underrated. This guy gets open. This guy catches the ball. Just can't break his hips. Got to stay healthy. Allen Robinson, good year last year. Has really had good years every year of his career, except for the one year he tore his ACL. That was rough for him. Nothing to do about that. It's like the ones you got in your squad. What really separates you at the wide receiver, you start scrolling down here. You got Michael Gallup sitting down there on the bench. Guy had a thousand yards last year. Good young player in his own right. Get a little iffy with him just to the mouths to feed in Dallas, but it is what it is. Talent will out will outdo it. Um, Hollywood Brown, a lot of hype coming on this guy. Um, the fact you have him on your bench as a wide receiver five, I think most people would take that. Um, and then you, you got Will Fuller sitting there too. Uh, Hopkins is gone. Might be Will Fuller season. I don't know. It's, I mean, you get you got rookies on your squad. Wide receivers are deep, and rants on that. If I'm gonna give you a weakness, um, at first glance it seemed kind of crazy to say it. But I'm gonna say your halfbacks, not because of who you have in your starting squad. Say Cotton Barkley, I love him. I think he's gonna re like return to dominance this year. Not that last year was bad. Aaron Jones, little touchdown dependent last year. I think we see some regression there. Still, as your halfback, you can't complain. So that squad, how can you say that's a weakness? You scroll down. The reason I say it's a weakness is because we ain't got a whole lot on the bench because we got so many damn wide receivers on the squad. Gonna give you a plug like it does, Chad. If you need wide receivers, Ben's your man. Maybe you have some halfbacks. Come wheel and deal. Um, Matt Breida, I got zero opinions on him. Plays for Miami. Not loving it. Um, but I do see you win and got yourself some Ryquel Armstead. You were up 730 in the morning working those waiver wires. You, you were one of the first snow lenders from that was gone. Put them on. Don't think that's going to end up mattering for you. End of the day, one of those top halfbacks get hurt. Your halfback slot becomes suspect. Um, that's your weakness. Strength wide receivers. Weakness running back depth. Um, again, rankings too low on this one. I'm going to go ahead and drop you back right up where you were last year. You're defending champ. You're back in the contender category. Whew, doggy. All right. We've been on a marathon, but now we are at 
where ESPN perceives to be our playoff squad from here on out. So these are the people that ESPN thinks they're in the money. Let's see what ESPN knows about. Starting out with number six, the Tomcats. My TNT partner, my barbecue smoking mate, Tom Binkin, is the GM of the squad. Let's see what we got going on here. Um, strength of the squad. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I like what I'm seeing of your wide receiver spot. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's a guy that I think in general, since people maybe are sleeping on Rodgers a little bit, you didn't get weapons. Well, them not getting weapons to throw to. That only helps out one man, Devontae Adams. Still has an elite quarterback that can sling him the ball. Uh, I mean, we were talking about the number one wide receiver season upside there with him. I like that. Cortland Sutton, uh, he's a guy that I like sitting at your wide receiver, too. Um, I think wide receiver, two is where he's going to end up just because Drew Locke, not a huge fan of his quarterback. But the guy from a talent perspective, I think, can be a top 12 guy. Tyler Lockett, we've been on a theme of people undervalued. Uh, Tyler Lockett's an undervalued guy, even someone by me. Um, his skill set seems to pair pretty well with Russell Wilson. Then good things are going to continue to come. Let's scroll down. Let's see what you got for some depth here. Yeah, shit. We, we, we even got depth here at wide receiver. So you got Robert Woods. Again, we'll stay with that undervalued theme. Guy gets open. Guy catches the ball. Has a little stigma because of his slow start back in the Buffalo days. Since he's been a Ram, he's been solid. Wide receiver four, you could plug him in and play him any day, any week, pretty much. Um, and then I see you there with CeeDee Lamb. There is some hype coming out about CeeDee Lamb. Good draft pick. I think he's going to be good in the future. Same thing I'll say about Gallup. A lot of mouth speed there. Those situations worry me. Eventually, CeeDee Lamb's talent is going to hold out. It'll be the next. It'll be the next X. Des Bryant down there in Dallas. Eventually, uh, if we're going to go weakness with you. Um, I'm going to hit you a couple places I could hit you. Well, not a couple places I could hit you. I'm going to hit you with a tight end with an asterisk that I considered your halfback just because those could either go really well for you or could break. We're going to stick with the tight end category. Um, you, you, uh, you can't fault you for effort. You have gone and tried to acquire tight ends throughout your uh, past few seasons here. Um, hopefully Will Disley's your guy. I don't think it's going to be – I'm pretty sure what after you traded for him, the guy blew out his Achilles or something, and he's trying to get back from that. He's got Q next to his name right now, so that's positive upside there. Um, after that, honestly, this tight end you got for the Giants, I don't know who he is. Maybe you got a sleeper on your hands. No idea. Los Angeles Rams tight end, Everett. I'm an Everett guy. He's been on my roster on and off in the past. He could be good. End of the day, tight end squad, not going to get it done. Not your strength. Uh, maybe try to go find yourself another tight end. I know you've been trying. Overall, I'm going to go ahead and say this team, I'm going to drop you into the toilet bowl category, mainly because I'm not sold on Bell and Connor there in your halfback. That could either boom and you'll be in the money, or they're going to bust and you're going to be playing for that toilet bowl. All right, number five. We are looking at... I like this team name. Gurley's gone wild. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I used to hear the warning, this commercial is not suitable for children. I used to perk up as a young man, turn the volume down so mom and dad didn't know what was going on down there. Uh, good times. Time to be alive. Uh, Gurley's gone wild. Coming in at number five. Let's open up the squad. Take a look. Um, you know, we just nailed Tom on his tight ends. I'm going to go ahead and give the tight end to you. A strength. You got George Kittle. You got one of the best two, arguably the best dynasty tight end. Wish I wanted to give him away to you like a charity case, but I did. That is a weekly plus one weekly advantage for you every week. Love the fact you got George Kittle holding down that slot. Um, worst comes to worst. By week, I guess you got Jack Doyle. Don't really have much to say about him, but he can come in, fill you in on a bye week like what you got going there at the tight end spot when you got one of the best two in the game. Um, your weakness, I'm going to go ahead. It's running back for me. So Todd Gurley is not Todd Gurley used to be. I think he's going to be the better than Todd Gurley was last year. So I actually kind of like the fact that he's with Atlanta. Been some good vibes coming out of camp. I think he's going to have a low end halfback two type of or high end sorry halfback two type season i think he's going to work out all right for you um but in general after him tonio gibson another guy that's been getting hype 
as your number two. We're risking rolling the dice a little bit. Let's see what we got to uh, – uh, you got, uh, got the guy that sat out on COVID with Williams with the Chiefs there on your bench. Nothing you can do about that. That kind of sucks. Um, Kayshawn Vaughn, he got to COVID, and he was sitting out for a little while. He, he couldn't practice with the squad. As a rookie coming in the Bruce Arian system, that's going to hurt him. Don't think Kayshawn Vaughn's making a lot of impact for my bucks this year, unfortunately for you. Uh, and then Carlos Hyde, I mean, he's a name. Uh, in general, do not love the halfbacks. Gurley, I mean – Again, I think high end two, so even that's not great for your halfback slot, one slot. Um, overall, in general, so this uh, hate to do this to you, Harv. Maybe it's because you're for RGQ and you're just a rival. Uh, but I think we are going to actually take you all the way from dumb number five. This is the first one I think they've gone too high with. And I'm going to drop you down into the lowest category in that paper bag. Hate doing it to you, but that's what I see working out for you this year. All right, number four. Hopefully you can't hear this mini fridge in the background that sounds like it's about to take out by a rocket. Hopefully that's not causing too many audio issues. Odds are not many of you are listening to this point anyways. What do you do? Podcast is tough. But here we are, number four, Diggs in a blanket. Another member who's been with the league since day one, Taylor Malcolm, Malk Daddy himself. Let's open up the squad. Also got to pay respect where respect needs to be due. The only guy that has a ring and a jacket in this league. First one to win the race to three in the first go around. Um, chapter two, looks like we have another competitive squad. Again, we're slotted in here from ESPN's projections at number four. Open it up. First thing I'm going to say is the strength. Loving that wide receiver core. Julio, PPR, PPR monster. You would think eventually he'll have a season where he finds the end zone a lot. Maybe over this season, but even if he doesn't, the guy's a stud. Top three wide receiver this year. No, no questions asked. No problem. He'll deliver. Uh, Stefan Diggs. He's a guy I've always liked. Um, I think we'll have a little bit of a downtick this year just because he's in a new system. I'm not completely sold on Josh Allen. I think I sleep on that guy a little bit too much. Uh, Stefan Diggs again. Good wide receiver. He's in your two slot right now. Arguably could be in your flex spot with who you got in your flex spot. So it doesn't really matter. End of the day, good guy to have there. Uh, Mari Cooper, another guy I used to love. Had him on the boys of fall. Used to be infatuated with them. Owning them was actually a little bit tough. At the end of the day, that's what I'll say about Cooper. You guy will probably end up being a top 10 wide receiver. Um, tough thing with him is usually it comes with really, really good games and games where he's disappeared. A little frustrating, but at the end of the day, as your wide receiver three, you can't complain about that. That is excellent. Um, let's scroll down. Because, obviously, of your stacked top-heavy wide receivers you have there, you don't have much of a need to take shots for uh, wide receivers. So we just got some J.J. Arcega Whiteside sitting on the bench there. Um, everybody and their mother that could potentially catch a pass other than Zach Ertz in Philly is hurt right now. So, I mean, hey, he, he, might, he might walk into some balls this year. Other than that, oh, shit, I, I missed one guy, Justin Jefferson. Do like him. He's a brook. They just came out to say supposedly he'll be starting at number three for Minnesota this year. I call a little bit BS on that. You know, I think he's going to take over the number two slot and be a good player for you here eventually in the future. Um, tagging you with the weakness. Um, your halfbacks, I love me some Nick Chubb. We're not going to spend a lot of time on Chubb. I think he's a good player where I'll tag you a little bit. Um, but there has been good news on it is carry on Johnson sitting your number two. So obviously they drafted Deandre Swift carry on's never really lived up to the hype. I do think that's his job to start with the season, just with Swift being out of practice and stuff. Um, somewhere along the line, I think that gets a little murky, a little muddy. Don't think you're going to enjoy that in your number two slot. Let's see if you got some halfback depth to make up for it. AP, I mean, the guy, he's old, say what you will, likes to use switches. Um, he, at the end of the day, he's starting halfback for one of the 32 teams in the league. Is he a guy you're going to light up, put in your lineup? Probably not. Not very dynamic anymore, but at least he's going to get the touches. Duke Johnson, never know. David Johnson, he can catch the ball, but maybe Duke Johnson, he's still going to be integrated in with some dump-offs. Damian Harris, he could be starting halfback. I mean, overall, I'm rambling some here. Running back depth, you got a lot of dart throws out there, and I assume that's probably the strategy to fill that number two in case it doesn't hit. Um, I like that you got darts. That's a good strategy to load up on darts. Overall, I'm going to say the number four, about right. A little low, I think, actually. I'm going to put this one into the contender category. 
Uh, so overall, nice looking roster. All right, scooting right along. Number three, Tucker himself has just came down and entered Tuck's pub. So if you guys couldn't hear the refrigerator, now you might hear a wine and bulldog in the background. Again, can't imagine that many have made it this far in the podcast at this point. So we're just going to keep chugging a lot right along. Podcasting's tough. Number three, great, great team name. Probably the best in the league. Show me where you ship from. None other than Jake Meyer as the GM and owner on this. Opening up the squad. Uh, number three, I'm, I'm going to just go out and say, looks about right. What am I going to say his strength is? He's got the GOAT. I mean, Tom Brady holding that quarterback slot. It's easy answer. Okay, just kidding. Do like to go. Not going to be the strength of your squad, though. He's going to have a good year, though. Get ready for it. Fire the cannons. But I'm going to say, wish you wash your answer. I'm going to say this team's balanced. You know, it's like you look at the wide receivers. Michael Thomas, stud. Don't have to worry about that. A.J. Brown, guy I like. Mike Williams, he's hurt, question mark, but 1,000-yard receiver nonetheless. Uh, then he balanced that out with Granite. I'm going to give question marks on some of these running backs too. Uh, Austin Eckler, I think his receiving game drops down a little bit since old man Phil, who we talked about already earlier in the cast, has switched, went out to Indy. Uh, end of the day, Austin Eckler, he's a good player. He's still going to get the catches. Going to be a viable PPR option. Melvin Gordon, I don't know what to make of that situation in Denver there with Phil Lindsay. I'm personally not touching it much. But you know what? doesn't really matter because you got both of them. So you got Gordon and Phillip just going to be a matter of figuring out whose role is what, who you're going to plug in the lineup on a starting basis. Um, tight ends, Hunter Henry, I think he'll be fine. Um, overall, balance squad, that's your strength. That'll lead me into a weakness, another unique weakness. I mean, we were just talking about Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. What do these three got in common? They're all in the Los Angeles Chargers. What am I a little nervous about? If Los Angeles Chargers offense is not very good, I think you're going to suffer a little bit. You got a lot right on Tyrod Taylor. Is he going to deliver? Don't know. Maybe Justin Herbert has come in right ship. Don't like that either. So let's just hope for your sake, Chargers offense is good, and then you have a viable halfback, flex wide receiver, and tight end in your slot. Overall, with that said, the balance of the squad, the fact he got the GOAT, he knows how to win. I'm going to go ahead and say, Number three overall, we're going to not put you in that contender category, but I think you're playing for one of the top six seeds in this year's playoffs. Moving right along, number two, another Van Meter in, East Brown and Down. Might need to update that team name. Still on your squad. Not going to call you on it. At least it's creative. Um, owner GM, Quinn Pels, also been an active owner, wheeling and dealing. Let's see what the squad ends up turning out looking like. You came in at number two. Got to like how that feels. Uh, your strength, uh, deep at wide receiver. That's what I'm going to say. So uh, none of these guys really knock my socks off, but I think some underrated guy, Adam Thielen, Diggs is obviously out of the picture. He's going to be the one to report with Kirk Cousins. I think he'll be good in PPR. T.Y. Hilton, don't sleep on him. Question is, can old man Phil get him the ball? I've been ragging old man Phil a little bit much. He can get T.Y. the ball. T.Y. just stay healthy. Brandon Cooks, concussions. That's what you got to worry about with Cooks. I know I've traded Cooks to you. Just watch out for the concussions. At the end of the day, that guy had had, I don't know how many thousand-yard seasons in a row until last year. Deshaun Watson, good young quarterback throwing the ball, who just happens to be who you stacked him with. Deshaun Watson up in your quarterback slot. Scroll down. Let's look at this wide receiver depth. Yep, I knew I liked the depth. Uh, Devontae Parker was last year real. Wasn't it not real? I don't know. The fact that he's on his on your bench, you can go ahead and roll the dice and hope it's real. If it is, these wide receivers are scary good. Marvin Jones Jr., underrated guy. Don't sleep on him. Stafford healthy, slinging it. He's going to have good weeks. Manuel Sanders is even on there. Um, not as high on Sanders, but, again, you got a guy that's tied to an elite quarterback with Drew Brees. Um also happens to be, I mean, you could roll with the Saints stack. Or you could roll with the Texans stack. I'd recommend that Texans stack, but I'm not you. You do you. Let's see. What is your weakness? Your weakness here is your running back number two. King Henry, you can't go wrong with him. Um, he's going to hold down for it. People keep doubting that he can't 
keep doing it. He just keeps running through defenses like a Mack truck. That number two spot with Devin Singletary, um, we were just evaluating Malcolm's roster a couple ago. He's got Zach Moss, a rookie there, that I think is going to come in and take some of those carries from Devin Singletary. In general, Devin Singletary just doesn't excite me, period. Let's see if we got something on the bench that maybe hypes that up a little bit. I mean, Bryce Love, there's been some hype there. I'm not buying that hype. Sony Michelle, don't really like touching New England halfbacks to begin with. Sony's been somewhat of a letdown. I'm not going to say somewhat of a letdown. He has been a letdown, has been injured thus far this camp. Maybe he gets in there. Maybe you get some kind of rapport going with Cam Newton catching balls out of the backfield. I don't know, but I do know you have an issue at the halfback number two spot. Other than that, solid-looking squad across the board. Um, number two spot, I think that might be a little rich. I'm not going to put you in that contender category. I've already put a couple people in that contender category. But once again, we're going to get to the promised land. We're going to get some money back this year, break even, maybe even a little bit more. You're going to be in one of those top six spots. All right. Moment we've all been waiting for. Number one. This ranking admittedly makes my pants a little bit tight here. Gets me excited. Uh, it's none other than myself. The boys of fall. Um, open up the squad. Like I really need to open up the squad. I know this team, like the inside out, spend too much time looking at the squad. Um, strength, going to be the halfbacks, no doubt about it. So uh, arguably, I think I got three first-round halfbacks on the squad. That's great. Just in case that doesn't work out, I'm going to back it up with a little Joe Mixon. Just got himself a new four-year contract yesterday. I like that. Uh, Kareem Hunt, PPR, that's viable. If I have some stacked bye weeks, I don't know. We'll be able to plug and play him. Someone gets hurt, I can plug and play him. Uh, then running with that handcuff there on Latavius Murray. Don't like what I've been reading about Alvin Kamara. Uh, hopefully he's there on the field for the Saints. If not, we got Murray to handcuff him. Um, strength running back on the squad all day. Um, if we're going to go with weakness here, knowing the squad and I can grade a little bit tougher, it's my squad. I could go one of two ways. One, despite those running backs being a strength, uh, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, there's some contract situations going on there. Uh, maybe I don't have them on the field this year. Maybe I don't have them for the whole field. That's a little suspect. Joe Mixon had the same asterisks until just yesterday. He got paid. Let's pay the other two. Um, but that's not the route I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the lack of depth at wide receiver. So top every wide receivers, that's great. End of the day, don't got a lot of them. So if something were to happen to Hopkins Godwin, um, I mean, we, we got Kenny G on the bench. Yeah, I, lo I love that. So, I you know, we got three viable wide receiver options. One of those guys get hit and hurt. All of a sudden, we're looking at a second-year guy coming off his second ACL injury, playing with Fitzmagic down in Miami with Preston Williams. Probably not going to be the strongest person to slot in. After that, we fall all the way down to two rookies that weren't even first-round picks, weren't even drafted in the rookie draft. Uh, and Van Jefferson and Brian Edwards both got a little drum beat going for him. End of the day, probably not who you're going to want to insert into your roster and your squad. Um Hate to self-promote. They got me at number one. I'm going to go ahead and put myself in that contender category, try to return to glory from two years ago, and see if we can't get number two on the belts. Woofta. All right, that's it. That is our 12 teams going through the ESPN projections and rating them. Um, just to recap here, so we had the four tiers, paper bag, toilet bowl, in the money, championship contenders um don't quote me this is what i think we had i think we had three firmly in the championship contender category uh arguably there's a couple others i thought we could kick up in that category most notably maybe um the dirty van super punters but i'm going to leave them that next category where we got four teams slotted in in the money with east brown down show me where you ship from team vitsum and dirty van super punters rounding that one out Toilet Bowl, we got three that ended up in that arena with the Tomcats, Jerry Kids, and Sinners Like Me. Maybe you guys rookie 1.1s in the near future. Not all bad. Red Alert, Warning Time, Paper Bag, um, 
showing up this summer, maybe having to wear a bag on your head. We got nasty Nate's greats and girlies gone wild. Prove me wrong on that. Um, with that, we made it through this marathon. I'm going to guess maybe we got one listener still hanging on at this point in time. But, uh, you know, thank you for sticking with me. We'll, uh, I'll end it on this. It would be, I just realized how tough it is to talk for however long I just talked. I could use some co-hosts up on here thing. So uh, maybe we could ideal state, ideal world, dream world. Maybe we get a uh, guest co-host sitting with me in Tuck's Pub here every week to record one, push them out. Uh, going forward from here on out, I think it's going to be more of a quick recap of the season prior and then a preview of the games coming up. Um, maybe maybe we can get in a cadence where I get someone here having a couple beers or some bourbons with me on a Wednesday or Thursday, and we can knock a podcast out. If not, don't blame you guys. I'll probably just keep pushing these out as long as the ratings don't tank. And uh, till then, I mean, cheers to you guys, and I'll catch you next time. Put my money away, but I got debts.